into the brand new Psalm recording studios, which is unbelievably beautiful. And um, uh, we're really, really, really delighted to be here. But I've kind of kidnapped the mic in Brian's absence. Um, it's reading week and he's gone on to paint his boat. So hopefully he's not <laughs> sunk in his absence. Um, and hopefully I can do a decent job at this. And um, we've decided to record this in October 2022. And we did that because we weren't sure whether or not there might be a general election coming up. And certainly in the next 18 months, there's going to be the build-up to a general election. It made us have a bit of a chat and we were thinking, actually, should you really be waiting for a parliamentary election to be called, to be thinking about registering and getting ready to vote and why voting and democratic participation matters? So this is a special edition of Social Work, Cats and Rocket Science podcast. And today we're talking all about promote the vote and the right to participate. So let's start. Um, you heard some people laughing a few minutes ago. So starting over directly opposite me in the room, um, can you introduce yourself and say who you are and why you're here? Hello, my name is Megan Taylor and I'm a social work apprentice. Hello, I'm Rumbi Zai Mashavari and I am a social worker. Hi, Hamza Madni, social worker-ish. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm Rob Mitchell, I'm Principal Social Worker. I don't think we could possibly comment on, on Hamza's ish and Rob's ish. <laughs> Definitely a little bit of that. Um, hi, I'm Claire Reeves, I'm not a social worker. No, and, uh, and <laughs> as you said, I'm Elaine. So hello everybody afternoon. So promote the vote then. Um, who's going to be brave? Who's going to kick us off? Why does promote the vote matter? So promote the vote, it's all about empowering people, specifically with learning disabilities, to use their democratic right to vote and that's all about being part of society and um, it's been a really important piece of work and it's been growing year by year that we've started it in Bradford. Did we start in about 2019? Yeah. Bit, I'm sure it was before that. that. I, think. I think it was before that. Yeah. What do you remember? Yeah, what do you remember about it, the early days? I, I remember when I first joined you sending me an email saying, Hamza, you need to be part of this promote the vote thing. And I was like, what, what is Elaine on about? And um, I remember going to that first session, I think you gave the statistics from the year before of um, how many people did vote, ended up did voting, and it was like hardly anyone. I can't remember the statistics, I'm sure. Five. Claire's, yeah, that's it. Five people out of 600 yeah. people that we were supporting with some mm. social care needs who voted. And like year on year, it's got bigger and bigger. And I think that's the most amazing thing that's happened like it's we're actually seeing a change in our own community so Megan I think you were talking about citizenship just tell us a little bit more about that if you don't mind yeah so I've actually been learning at university recently about British values and the first British, British value is democracy so that's obviously all about our right to vote and participating in the democratic process and that's why it's so essential to empower the people we support to make that choice if they do want to vote um, and then equally that leads to them having a say about everything and having a vote about everything in their life because it makes you think about what can we equip this person to make that choice? And it might be that they don't want to vote and that's absolutely fine, but we've given them absolutely everything they need, whether it's an easy read guide, support on the day to vote, a voter passport to actually make that vote on polling day um, to make that decision for themselves. So I think it's great that every year we've had an increase in people voting, but we've also had an increase in people actively saying, I don't want to vote and that's their absolute right. Yeah, you say you've had an increase every year. Um, do we know what that looks like? Have we got any idea about that? Um, I think Megan's got the comparators. I'm so sorry, I've only got this year's data. Yeah, so yeah. in 2019, um, five people voted, um, which was a, 
And nice when you just think about that, I mean, it's like no, literally no decision. In our area, five yeah. people voted. Yeah, in, in our area. Our mm. 600 that we were supporting, I think okay. that's what I talked about. Yeah, but that, that's literally kind of every decision without me, isn't it? It's the yeah. exact opposite mm. of kind of no decision about me without me. And then in later on in 2019, we had a general election, which obviously typically gets more people turning out to vote. So we had a really big increase to 27 people, um, which was great. And then in 2021, because um, we missed a year, from COVID, um, the local elections just were, were stopped that year um, due to the pandemic. So in 2021, um, 26 people voted in the local elections, which is great to turn out for local elections. And given the fact we were in a pandemic, um, we relied a lot on um, postal voting, mm. which has been a really great accessible tool for people. And then in this year, in 2022, we had 56 people wow. vote, mm. which yeah, is yeah. a huge mm. increase. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. really, really positive. And we were actually speaking in the office, Claire, how that is such a positive um, number of people voting, but it could have been even better because eight people were, unfortunately, they wanted to vote on the day, but there were no staff support to take them out to polling station. So we've still got so much work to do, even though we've got that increase. It, it's, it needs to be constant and consistent every single year, um, whether it is a local or general election, to make sure that if people want to choose to vote, whether it is postal, by proxy or in person, we're there to support them to do so. Wow, there's a lot to take out from that. Okay, we've got a lot to unpack. I think um, let's let's pause though. I feel this might be a good p moment just to have a little bit of a pause, a bit of a musical interlude. So um, uh, let's start because I'm looking at him with uh, Hamza. Um, Hamza, do you have a song? That yes, can help? I do. Um, it's by Childish Gambino. This is America. Brilliant choice. What a choice. Okay, so this is Childish Gambino. This is America. <laughs> Look how I'm geeking up I'm so pretty I'm on Gucci I'm so pretty I'm on Giddy Watch me move This is Sully That's a tool On my Kodak Follow and listen. You, you motherfuckers owe me. Get down. Ooh, 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 ooh
That was a good choice. Very, very cool. They set the bar high, I think, there. I, I think we'll struggle. Yeah, I think we're going to be on the <laughs> We should have gone with that for the first song. It's far too cool. Gone in high, haven't we, really? And we get to mine and it's... Found Dabby Dozy back. I'm thinking yours might be the one that we hide at the end. Yeah. Like we do, we, we do, like we've done a few times, really, Rob. Where, um, El Presidente has asked and we've... Oh, yeah, Rob, will definitely play that slide it to the bottom of the list. Um, right, OK. Well, um, so before we had that amazing little bit of coolness, and we'd started to get into some a little bit more challenging bits of conversation, something kind of about what you're finding when you're going out, some of the issues. And I don't know who wants to kind of pick that up about some of the, the things you found or some of the barriers. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, I think. Me and yeah. Rumby can pick that up. So, um, Rumby, you participated in the Promote the Vote campaign last year. This year? Yeah, this year. Yeah. And I participated in 2018 and 19 and and I think it might be really good if we talk about the differences so back in 2018 and 2019 a lot of the conversations that were taking place were I'd say in a polite way very negative um people had the assumption that um individuals with different needs shouldn't vote and that was the starting point from a lot of these professionals and it's at no fault of their own because in all honesty, before I joined this team and social work, I, I have to be very honest, I had the same perception of people with LD and, or mental health or any other needs shouldn't be voting. And it isn't something that really crosses your mind. But um, when we went out and visited, the staff really challenged us on our knowledge and, and our understanding of the law. And I think that helped us become better staff as well because a lot of the conversation was around these individuals don't have the capacity to make a decision to vote. And in all honesty, we all know you don't need... It, that capacity doesn't even come into it. There's, there's it, voting's voting. How many people do we know that might vote for someone um, because of what they're wearing, because of how they look, um, any 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 ludicrous ideas and that's absolutely acceptable but for individuals with learning disabilities or mental health needs or any other needs we say that they can't vote because of their reasonings and i think that's it's 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 different it's not right and i'm really happy that we really challenged those individuals and 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 kind of changed the narrative so rumby when you went out this year what what was kind of your your um, feedback from from staff when you were going out to visit people? Um, it was a mixed bag, to be honest. I mean, I went in, on one visit and it was an amazing experience because the professionals were actually quite interested in knowing more information. They didn't know that they could actually vote, but they had been talking about it with the residents just about voting. So most of them were ready to vote. Um, one wanted to vote for the support staff, but he understood there is yeah. voting. <laughs> so when we then, then the information even held because they had pictures, they could see, oh, okay, we can vote. When can we vote? And they were excited about voting and they even asked for the date so that mm. they are taken out to vote, which was good, both the staff and the staff were happy to know the information and they felt guilty because I remember one of them had shredded um, the the polling, the polls when they came into the polls each year. So she now knew, oh, they can vote. So that's a good thing. On the other hand, um, the other house, they did not support me in talking to the people at all. Uh, some of them were not even there, but I had said in advance I was coming. There was no support. Um, there was no interest from staff and no interest from anyone, which was a very different experience. I was disappointed, but... It's a work in progress um, with yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. But you see how it's taken us four years to get yeah. from me and, and everyone else at that time that went out. Everyone, I remember that meeting was saying, staff were saying these people can't vote and shouldn't vote, et cetera, et cetera. And now we've got to a point where we are having conversations. And interestingly, when I went out this year, um, but one of the support providers were already, there. it was already in the support plans. They had postal votes. I, was, I just went there showed my face and literally walked out because everything <laughs> had been already done. And it's like, we've got a long way 
to go. But it's it, I, I find it really, really reassuring how it's kind of like this snowball effect that's getting bigger and bigger. And, 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 and even from a philosophical point of view where voting is such an important thing in terms of you have the choice to vote. And if you don't want to vote, it's still a choice you've made. And no one can take that away from you. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's the that's the key bit. It's when you go into uh, you go in somewhere and you speak to someone and they 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 say that no, this person shouldn't vote. And in that moment, they've taken that away from that person. That person may have wanted to vote. They may have not wanted to vote. But having that taken away from you, it's it's a bit crappy. Am yes. I okay to say that? Crappy. Yeah, I think okay. I, I think you're okay to say that as long as you're okay saying it. Yeah, and uh, the very first year I got involved in voting, it was 2015, which um, really makes me feel old now. Like, that's seven years ago, isn't it? But and um, in promote the vote, and that year I remember um, support staff in one place saying to me, "Well, he's he's just going to vote for the person he, he likes the look of," and I just thought, "Well, how is that different to how anybody else votes?" But it's got to be kind of like your first right as a citizen, isn't it? Is to have your citizenship accepted and then you get a say on big decisions. And this is your first right, really. So I, I'm quite interested that you were saying about kind of it connecting with um, your British values module on your social work apprentice as well. You know, it feels foundational to social work, um, really. Um, okay, let's uh, let's let's just pause again for a little bit of a song. Okay, I don't know who wants to go next. Um, should, oh, yeah, ah, I'll go next. okay, over to you. So go for it. my song is called "Wake Up Everybody." This is by Harold Melvin and the Blue Knots. And I quote this from the song: "Is the world is not going to change itself? It's up to you and me." So I think it's perfect for this. This sounds absolutely perfect. I now have to do my best Brian Mitchell, right? I'm, and I'm getting a glare from Rob to see if I've remembered the song title and author. So I think, oh, thank you. Claire's written it down. Sorry, Brian. And so this is Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Wake up, Wake up everybody. everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, 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 oh. Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say. They're the ones who's coming up and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children to jump the very best can The world won't get no better If we just let it be na, 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 na. The world won't get no better We gotta change it now Just you and me up all the doctors make the old people well they're the ones who suffer and who catch all the hair but they don't have so very long before their judgment day so won't you make them happy before they pass away wake up all the builders time to build a new land i know we could do it if we all lend a hand The only thing we have to do Is put it in our minds Surely things will work out They do it every time The world won't get no better If we just let it be The world won't get no better Gotta change it now, just you and me.
everybody Need a little help, y'all Yes, I do Need a little help Say it for Need some help, y'all uh -huh. I've changed the world What it used to be yeah. uh -huh. Can't do it alone Can't do it alone Need some help, yeah Need some help, yeah Thank you. A little bit more Brian energy in the room, I feel. Good. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so I just wanted to pull you in a little, a little bit, Rob, about that kind of social work values thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, from your perspective, why is why is Promote the Vote important? You know, every you know, social workers, they assess, they safeguard, they do all that. Why voting? Why would that matter? So, I mean, from my perspective, um, ashamed to say that um, it took me a long time um, before the penny dropped in kind of 2015, probably working with yourself, Elaine, in a local authority. Um, <clears throat> we got involved in, in Promote the Vote. I'd, previous to my social work career, I'd worked in residential care um, for older people and people with learning disabilities. And I've got to be honest, never once thought about their voting rights, the voting rights of the people that uh, that, that, that we supported, uh, much to my um, shame. And even as a social work student and a qualified social worker, by, by the time it got to 2015, I'd been qualified quite a while, even then. Um, and it hadn't really figured in terms of my professional development and um, how I kind of were, were kind of growing into uh, into the profession. Um, 2015 were, were important. Um, using social media, found colleagues in Hertfordshire, a couple of colleagues in particular, just to give a shout out to um, Warren Belcher um, and Jamie Stone, um, two fantastic social workers um, in the Hertfordshire uh, adult, I think, learning disability team, who um, we happened to find uh, online um, and the work that they were doing then in, uh, around Promote the Vote were kind of really uh, kind of blew our minds, really. This was stuff that we'd not done before and it... it made sense and it was 
rights-based uh, and it was everything that we thought that we were about. Well, they were out there doing it in, in Hertfordshire and we made contact with people like Mark Harvey and Tanya and other people like that in Hertfordshire who, who became really important to, to our development as social workers and social care practitioners. Um, the bit that Hertfordshire taught me or, or the writing of people like uh, Warren and, and, and Jamie was that this is about citizenship and about affirming people's citizenship and to affirm people's citizenship you have to really kind of concentrate about uh, or really kind of think about what a denial of citizenship uh, is and a denial of citizenship um, through voting is something that oppressed groups have struggled with for centuries um, so whether it's people being denied voting due to class uh, race, gender, uh, ethnicity—it's—it's it's always happened. It's always been—it's always been around. This—this—the this, struggle for people who join social care to um, be supported or enabled or even permitted and allowed to to cast their vote. For me, it's—it's um, it's a very real struggle, um, and it's something that, from a social work perspective, bearing in mind that we have three years and two year courses, degree level courses, and master level courses which are specifically around working, uh, understanding oppression and then not to understand uh, the denial of citizenship for people who draw on the actual social care that we are involved in and kind of peddling as social workers seemed to me to be a, a massive um, missed opportunity and, and, a, and a, a denial of people's rights. So I think this is social work. I think Promote the Vote is absolutely 100% social work. I think... Uh, assessing and care management is not. I think that's just a tool that, that we do, but I think we, we, we conflate uh, our, our roles and we uh, employers expect us to be uh, assessing machines when actually we've been trained. We've had two and three years of fantastic social work education around um, understanding oppression, anti-oppressive practice um, and what have you. So, yeah, I, I, 2015, getting involved in Promote the Vote was a, a kind of watershed moment, I think, in terms of, my understanding of social work and I think the understanding of people who uh, I was working with at, uh, at the time and I think since then we, we've been really fortunate to speak to people up and down the country and other local authorities other social work uh, employees and particularly people with learned disabilities advocacy groups um, who absolutely have been doing this work I, we just, I just didn't know my ignorance but people have been doing this work for many many years about uh, supporting people to have access to to democracy and 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 to, to to voting so yeah probably the cornerstone of my career has been promote promote the vote and the stuff that i've seen on promote the vote and to to hear uh, megan and rumby and hamza talk about kind of how it's um been embedded in their social work here in this local authority is uh, is, is really up, up, uplifting wow fountain of knowledge <laughs> well hidden yeah <laughs> no but ju just one thing what you said rob was um around um how how important th this democratic bit is for people and yeah. the way i see it is if someone's not going to have the the choice to vote how would they ever have a choice on their life in when when social workers are coming down and doing support plans and putting th certain things if we're not going to give them that opportunity yeah and just like i think right at the beginning um there was going to be eight other people that wanted to vote but they couldn't because support staff weren't there now that isn't um I'm not. I'm not trying to say the support staff did wrong and et cetera, et cetera. Everyone, everywhere's got pressures, but that in itself, it's something we need to work on and maybe learn from that um, and kind of work a lot more closely with these support providers and asking them a lot more earlier in terms of well, okay, if 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 we're finding that there's an issue around support staff not being available, what do you guys kind of need to make that happen? Um, yeah, I, 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 I totally get that. I mean, it's why when we talk about promote the vote, we often talk, we very often talk about citizenship and citizenship uh, is, is really important if you kind of go back to kind of early forms of citizenship or kind of even a kind of Roman definitions of citizenship, which isn't that kind of ancient history, but it's... Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's citizenship is about um, an acceptance of the uh, of the the person, and without full acceptance of the person, without uh, being able to experience the full remit and the gamut of citizenship, you can't. You're unlikely to experience other things, particularly if you're from uh, an oppressed group. So it kind of you know it, you go back to that kind of pedagogy of, of oppressed groups, don't you? About you know. We often talk about, in social work, we often talk about uh, love 
in social work. And I think I think it's um it's often a really difficult subject to talk about is is love. And people often get the wrong end of the stick about saying about you know social workers talking about love. We're not talking about social workers loving people. That isn't what we're talking yeah, about no. when we're talking about boundaries. When we're talking <laughs> when we're talking about love, we, we, I had a, a meeting a couple of weeks ago uh, in somebody's house, and I said to to the the, the mother of a, a young man with learning disabilities, I, "I don't love your son," and that isn't my role as a as a social worker. What our role is as social workers to help embed a system whereby um, love is ac- accessible, either. To, to love or to be loved that is that is our role as as social uh, uh, respect for relationships and i think that, that when it comes to citizenship um it's why promote the vote is so important unless we actually embed something as fundamental as citizenship there is not much chance of love in a social care system because it's too love uh, the social care system is it's too harsh it's too cold it's quite um it's a system that's about kind of um pro- the profit is, is is in it assessment is in it support planning is in it so it's about us enabling um enabling citizenship that allows things like love to 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 then flourish i think that's an important distinction really yeah powerful i feel there's a song coming i can see <laughs> in fact that I'm little not, intake of breath i'm not gonna i'm not <gasps> gonna sing it you're looking as if it's a yeah, yeah, song. oh rob please sing it can we have a can we have a vote on it, we'll, yeah, yeah, sing yeah. it when, the, when the song's playing we can all sing along with the chorus <laughs> can't we? we'll, we'll all do that. so my song is um by deacon blue um so i'm probably going back uh, a little bit um and it's um dignity because i think that's 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 kind of what we've been talking about a little bit so that's, that's and you've that's got a song. ship in there for brian as well there's, uh, there's, a little bit there's of a one ship. for our mca lead it was it was big big oh, on boats there's, there's one there's for a, our captain capacity also there's also oh, mentioning this song there's a uh, mention of a, a man working for the council for 20 years oh um, so, yeah that's you know, definitely you you've got yourself in there right okay so this is deacon blue dignity there's a man I meet Walks up our street He's a worker for the council Has been 20 years And he takes no lip of nobody And litter off the gutter Puts it in the back And never thinks to mutter And he packs his lunch in the sunless bag The children call him boogie He never lets off But I know cause he once told me He let me know a secret about the money in his kitty He's gonna buy a dinghy Gonna call her Dignity And I'll sail her up the west coast Through villages and towns I'll be on my holidays They'll be doing the rounds They'll ask me how I got her I'll say I saved my money Say, isn't she pretty that she calls the And I'm telling this story in a faraway sea, sipping down racket and reading me our keys. And I'm thinking about home and all that that means. And a place in the winter for dignity And I'll sail up the west coast Through villages and towns I'll be on my holidays They'll be doing the rounds They'll ask me how I got a house I'll save my money i say, isn't she pretty? That ship called the
I'm getting better at you as I go through. I'm going back. I've lost my Manchester accent though, um, uh, which is a shame because my mum's from Ashton in Makerfield, so I should have a bit of the Lancashire twang. Um, yeah, right. Okay. Wow. This afternoon, <gasps> what a chat. This has got me properly excited and a little bit cross. A little bit cross about some of the things I've heard as well. And um, eight people who what? Because somebody couldn't get them there. That sounds a bit rubbish, doesn't it? And yeah, and I think again, me and Claire were discussing this in the office, and it's not down to like Ham yeah. says the providers or the support staff. Social care, um, the people that are supporting people in supported living properties are huge, and the, the work they do is brilliant and beautiful but there's such a high turnover of staff that mm. when you're going in and having those initial conversations about preparing people about their right to vote the staff that are around on polling day are not necessarily the staff that you mm. speak to yeah. so the staff that are working with those people those they're getting different people in and out so it, it's it, the whole system like you say Robert, it needs there needs to be a change of culture yeah. and i think that's what we're slowly starting to see like to be fair from they, they could be a with everything that's been going on, there could be another general election like within next month. Like, do you know what I mean? But, April, September, yeah, it could, anytime it, it really. Could, <laughs> it could be tomorrow, <laughs> knowing, the, knowing everything that's going on. But um, Claire, um, what are the statistics for like this year? Because, I, I, sorry, uh, promote the vote exactly this year. In that, 2022? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so as, as um, uh, Megan already said, so it's 56 of the people that you visited chose to vote but that's 25%, which is really high. Because in, in terms of general turnout in local elections, it's only around 31%. So that's fantastic. And it's risen every year. And it's risen by 11% from this year to last year. Is is it voting, though? Is it is it registration, Claire? What, what's the thing that you would... Like a bit of a yeah. candid learning for you. What, what are you seeing from it? I think, as um, Hamza and Rumbi and Megan have already mentioned, it's, it's there's a real difference... In some providers are really on board, and it's not necessarily the same, the same provider. It, it's just the same sort of the houses that people are visiting every year. And some of those providers already had everybody registered to vote. They already know their rights to vote. They're really excited to vote. This year, what was really exciting for me to see was the number of first-time voters who said, first year I voted. You came last year, wasn't maybe that bothered. This year, I was really excited about voting, and that's fantastic to see. And I think it is... Really, is as you said, it's about the choice to vote or not to vote. So if you're not even registered, yeah. that choice isn't yours. Mm. So it's the, I think some of the learning is really around making providers aware that actually everybody should be registered to vote. I think it's a legal requirement that people should be on the electoral register. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. And halfway through the year, so just, just in the last month in Bradford, the um, polling services have written out to all households saying, make sure you're on the electoral register. So I think we just need to keep up this this conversation with providers shouldn't happen once in March and say, oh, there's an, there's an election coming, we've got to do this. It needs to be an ongoing conversation throughout the year. And I think as well as the social workers visiting, I think for myself, behind the scenes, I've got some some ideas about support we could give them in terms of really good support plans. What does that look like? What does support planning look like to help people to vote? This is what other people are doing. You can do this too. And just having those conversations around the voting passport, which is such a fantastic resource, and just making sure that that's happening continuously. So I think it's a mix of things. And I, I always think as well that it's like a, a, a symbolic manifestation that if you're not on the register you literally don't count. So you might have a choice about whether you want to be on the register or not. And if you don't want to be on the register, fair enough. But somebody who needs support to be on the register, not having that conversation, it couldn't be clearer to that person that they do not count. They do not have the same worth as anybody else in, in society. So that's why I think, kind of going back to the point I make, it's fundamentally about if this isn't social work, I don't I don't know what is. The voting passport, like we've done a lot of, uh, we've spoken a lot about um leading up to an election but just as that's important the day of the election is super important and one thing that i found was um not this election that's just gone the one before um i was actually a polling clerk so i was i was sat down at a polling station and the training we got given um, was super useful and and i found it really interesting how the 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 council and and not just here but everywhere up and down the country the staff on the day are getting trained around if someone has different needs what what should what should be done uh, there was conversations around the, the passport itself what to look out for um and normally the the rule of thumb is that one person one booth 
but we know the people that we work with um they can't they may not be able just to go up to a booth by themselves and what sort of stuff needs to be put in place in order to make sure that they can vote and it's um reasonable adjustments are made and i think that's super important as well so there's kind of two bits to it leading up to an election and then on the day what's available for people things that are actually tangible things that can be there put in place there and then as opposed to just a conversation if that makes sense polling clerks are amazing i i I, watching the I, i can be quite critical of local authorities having worked for them for uh, a long time but I'm so I'm always so proud on election night watching it sounds ridiculous doesn't it but actually watching but actually watching local authority workers um you know run the run the system it, it is it is spectacular isn't it yeah being at the county is unbelievable the buzz the feel it's the first time you properly get a feel for no this is democracy in action local councils being elected MPs being elected MEPs being elected um, Obama, I sat up all night to watch Obama get elected. These are proper moments when the world turns. It's one of the reasons why I'm um, I'm always kind of um, make the distinction about social workers working for a local authority and social workers working elsewhere. I'm not saying that the, there isn't other really good social work employers like you know the NHS and, but social workers in local authorities um, are in the heart of uh, democracy. Our our bosses, I would kind of say to social workers, as has been told to me by many bosses I've had over the years, when you get the email from the elected member, when you get, when somebody's, you know, really wanting some accountability and it's an elected member talking to you, just as it's a member of the public, that's when you jump as a, as a local authority em, employee and that's exactly why we should be proud to work for social workers, in particular working for local authorities. We are in service to people and our bosses, it might be your manager, it might be your line manager, it might be the director... It's actually the elected members who have been democratically elected by the people in the area to, to represent them. They're, they're the boss. They're the ones with the mandate, yeah. I think probably one of my proudest career moments ever, thinking about it. Um, Earlier this year, we were invited by one of the Bradford MPs to um, to support some people with learning disabilities who went to Westminster, didn't they? Yeah, that were a, a, an amazing day. That were... And we took the into employment students with us and um, we listened to Naz Shah MP um, talk to us about why it's important to vote. And I think that my favourite part of that day was our expert by experience, Jasmine, standing up and talking about why equality is important. And she said, I don't really understand voting. I don't understand the voting process, but I know that with together with her support circle who is her she classes as her family we can get through that and we can she can learn and it's helped her to know about voting and to actually be in parliament she could put it into perspective and i remember reading the um, blog post um that lynn romeo invited rumby to do yeah rumby you 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 wrote for the chief social worker didn't you for for adults in england didn't you yeah uh and the thing that i like the most about yasmin is um she was given that voice and platform. Yeah. If she had not been given that, then she would not have, we wouldn't have known that she actually has that confidence in her, but then because you believed in her or we believed in her. The thing is she believed in herself. It's, it's, it's just everyone around her kind of were then listening to her. And, and I think that's that is a bit like voting. Yeah, but that's, that's what it is, isn't it? It's a vote. It's um, Hannah Ardent uh, talking about the... Um, uh, Holocaust and the experience of the Jewish community. She talks about your first right is to have rights and if your right to have rights isn't recognised then you are denied citizenship mm-hmm. and it's it's a, a kind of really really important touchstone. It's used as, as, it's the ultimate sanction isn't it? To take somebody's citizenship uh, away and not, not being not wanting to be political, but the Shamima Begum case, the ultimate sanction that the government have taken on Shamima Begum, whether you agree with it or, or, or not, is to remove a citizenship because it leaves you with no no agency. You're stateless within the within the world. You are on your. It, it, it's a, a telling you that you're on your own in the world. You, right? you only have convention protections if you are if your citizenship is acknowledged by state. Yeah. So we work within frameworks that rely on. European or UN conventions you are but states have to be signatories to the convention to then confer citizenship is the protection of state I'm just going to pause us here because we've this uh, I, I think I just want to kind of pull Claire back about I feel another song however 
I can see a song coming from Claire. Go for it, Claire. So uh, my song is Patti Smith, This Is Show My Age. Um, people Have The Power. Yeah. And I think that speaks for yeah. itself, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Co- just some, some nodding on this side completely, of the room. Completely. <laughs> but also, if ever a song captured a vibe and a moment and a conversation, yeah, great. So this is Patti Smith, People Have The Power.
we're back in the room. Now we're feeling it. Right, okay. Oh, you forgot to say tune. Tune. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was cracking, wasn't it? Right, okay. Well, I'm just going to um, throw it over to Megan because I think we're kind of getting to a point where we were exploring some quite thorny issues, but also needing to kind of pull this together a little bit about um, about kind of what next, Megan, and, and what would what would you be, your advice be? If anybody today is feeling, come on, let's get activist, I want to make this happen, where do you think they start? I think as learning every year is there's never too early to start that conversation. So every year the local elections take place, is it the first Thursday in May, I think, or the second Thursday in May, it's around that time. So um, we typically start just before Easter and we've decided this year we're starting just after Christmas because we need to be having those consistent conversations um, with providers, support staff, social workers and actually with the people that we support. And um, I wouldn't underestimate the prep side of it the prep side is absolutely huge to gather a list of the your target audience so for that's for us that's um people in supported living properties um who we post out booklets to and then actually arrange social workers to visit um properties with three or more people in and without without working with um partnership organisations such as Bradford People First who um, produce the voting passport or Bradford Talking Media who produce um, the easy read guides all around voting. We wouldn't be able to do that and then resources are, are, are essential um, to make sure that information is accessible um, and a really good tool that we do um, every year um, is to hold a, a mock polling station and that is massive, especially for our young people who are first-time voters to experience a mock polling station and what it looks like and what the procedure is and where you put your paper. Do you it do helped. that with the special schools? Yes, yeah, so we work closely with um, the, the schools that we work with and um, the young people on our caseloads. Everyone's invited. It's an open day for anyone, no matter what your age is, to help reduce those anxieties. I'm actually working with a young person at the moment who would really like to vote, but the thought of going somewhere new really scares him um, and this is a great way to experience mock polling stations so yeah I really recommend to set up a little mock day for the people that you support. Yeah brilliant uh, that sounds I'm going to use a Brianism ace. So I suppose my my thing would be um, just a bit of an appeal to um, big organisations and uh, people in the in the big jobs really to to help get involved and support your social workers to to get involved in promote the world. So um, we, we get loads of support. I think we've got a really good um, professional organisation in Baswa. Um, I would really kind of appeal to, to Baswa to, to make promote the vote a thing for adult social work in particular um so i think we could get we could get a little bit more kind of uh, vocal support from from baswa adas i think uh, a really important group uh, the association of directors adult social services and then individual social workers i think it's about individual social workers uh, across adult care making a noise to people like their principal social workers assistant directors and directors i know this is a really difficult thing to do but it's about making a noise which is that this is what we are here to do this is it's absolutely pointless educating us in social work and then expecting us to be full-time assessment machines we haven't been educated to do them we're not we're not trained to do the assessments we'll do as best we'll do as best with an assessment but that's all we'll do what we're educated in is we're educated in all this stuff we're educated in helping people kind of access services access democracy uh, and you know, really kind of combat um, oppression now more than ever because it's needed now more than ever. So it's a bit of an appeal really for um, social workers and for people in those kind of big jobs just to kind of really think and plan ahead about how they can get involved in whenever the next general election is. Could I just say that the, the simplest thing any social worker can do is the next time you're doing a support plan, just have that conversation and ask the person, what do you want to do around voting? And put that in. That is it. That's the simplest thing you can do. Um, and then start shouting and screaming later. Like, <laughs> social work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I think even having that easy read information is it's mm. underestimated yeah. because it's really helpful even if it's not on promote the vote. But like you said, when doing the support plan, just that information, like, would you like to know about more about voting? They have mm. time to think about it. The staff can look at it. That's really helpful. And I think just if I come to that point, I think we need to put some pressure on political parties to produce more stuff in an yeah. easy read format. Because yeah. local elections in many ways are, if 
as important, if not more important, Absolutely. than general elections. It's about what happens in your community and how your resources are spent in your community. But, so it's, but it's really telling, isn't it, that the Greater Manchester mayoral election, the um, BTM were commissioned to convert all the manifestos into easy to read. And if Greater Manchester can make it happen, then everyone should be able to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's not give Manchester any more credit. And I think we need to finish on a bit of a high. So um, I'm, I'm going to cast Megan. Megan, um, what's your tune? So with the help of my colleagues, I've chosen <laughs> Alice Cooper, elected. Oh, now that's a proper tune. So to end today's podcast, thank you to everybody and all our guests who've been here. Um, big shout out to Som and um, Andrew Williamworth, who is our producer, who we, we couldn't make these without um, Som and without Andrew. Thank you to everybody, all our guests this afternoon. Um, this is Alice Cooper, elected. Whee! Whee!